All right. All right. So so we're back on uh, part three. Um, and this is pretty much episode one, but we broke it into three parts for you. So as I was talking about, I was talking about um, like I was really getting to my last days in porn, which are pretty, pretty perfect with the break. So again, I realized, I realized that um, porn was free. Movies were free. I could look at all these movies. And it was like, wow, it's like a whole new world opened up. And it was like, wow. And I, I just, uh, I think it was like maybe, maybe nine months before the end. It was getting a little kind of heavy time-wise. And I'll tell you something that was really weird. And it was before the... Um, it was before the um, the end, but it, I think it was the beginning of the end because it was it was something that happened for me that I really knew something was wrong. Now, at the time of the end, and again, you know, we could have took that story forever because because it, it is like a long story over over a number of years. I tried to condense it and try to. You know, have it be an all-encompassing story. Um, but one of the things that happens is that people, because porn is about a fantasy. It's all about a fantasy. It's all about a fantasy world. And one of the things that happened that 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 really kind of creep me out was that there was a specific porn artist I'd never tell you who she is um, because you know that I wouldn't encourage it but it's something about this particular star and she resembled a star from the past that that I had liked but it was something about this star that I really started to have like an artificial connection with um, and it really like when I felt that connection, it, it creeped me out and I'm really, I'm a very sensitive person and just to have an artificial connection and, and, and it just, it's creeped me out. So that was it. That was where we were going. And I think, um, where I was at that particular time was, um, I think that I was definitely heading down the road of total destruction because I was actually single at the time too. High speed internet and all that stuff like that. High speed free porn. And then I met this chick. I dated this chick that was like years younger and everything. And uh, was experiencing some, they call it performance anxiety or some PIED because like right before uh, there had been like a bunch of porn sessions so that was like kind of a wake up call of course I backed off the porn and everything kind of fixed itself there and then um, one day 
I've been a life coach for a while and people often come to me because they think I know everything behavior wise I think they know I don't know everything but they know I know a little something about something and may be able to direct them to the resources or may be able to have the answer to something so anyway this person had said something about you know what do you know about porn I'm, 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 I'm doing you know too much porn and it was really like at the end of a conversation which fortunately was at the end of a conversation there you're getting ready to end the conversation and it actually came up as the conversation was ending and so at my answer because i didn't really have any answer because number one it was something i was involved in number two um i've always had a, a high sense of integrity so i mean if i got a problem with something I'm not really gonna tell you how to fix it if I got a problem with it. I'm not gonna tell you that. Now, what I might do, might, is I might tell you that I got a problem with it, and I might tell you how I have a problem with it, and I might tell you what's missing in me trying to solve the problem, and I might tell you how you can prevent the problem from that paradigm that you know uh, i'm ill this is how i got ill this is why i got ill and i'm only telling you because i don't want you to be ill you know i could tell somebody from that perspective but no i'm not going to tell some i'm not going to have a problem and sit there and, and talk to somebody like i don't have a problem so it really was fortunate that we were done with the conversation and what happened, well, you know, what I do is what I do, which if you're really good and if you if you think a little bit and take some time, there's a lot that's on YouTube and there's a lot that's on Google. And and I come from old school, so I come from a library and a reference book and a reference section. So I know how to do research and I know how to do searches so i don't know and and i don't think this search was anything superior i'm just encouraging you to do a better qualities of searches and to use the tools that are available and you can hone in your searches and you can really get some good good meat in your research so anyway i don't know why and it definitely i think it was a blessing from god real simple there was an eight minute video and i really can't find it today but the guy just broke it down and he spoke so clearly i don't think the guy was like a real mental health kind of guy and he just it just resonated he talked about all the liabilities about porn he was able to kind of condense it as best as possible to eight minutes and he talked about um what porn does to people to the user and it just resonated with me and, and i think for me the thing that resonated so much was the fact of how you waste your mentality with um your imagination see which was see, this is something i i guess it's because i understand the mind to a small degree uh and the imagination 
understand that you know your imagination you create things that you imagine and see in my world people say well what's the difference between imagination and fantasy and in my world the difference between imagination and fantasy is that what you imagine you can create maybe with some time and strategy and what you fantasize about it ain't never gonna happen and you know it ain't never gonna happen and that's the difference between a fantasy and something that you imagine however in your brain they're housed in the same sector so if you take a whole bunch of crap and all you're doing is fantasizing now if you think of it in terms of bandwidth all of that bandwidth is being used by fantasy so therefore the imagination side which again that's the side where you know i want to do this podcast and i'm going to do this podcast and it's going to turn out and i'm going to tell a story that my imagination thought that and now it's coming to fruition in this moment that's the difference between a fantasy that this particular podcast is going to be the top podcast for August 22 in the United States of America. See, that's a fantasy. This the latter of what I've just been saying. That's a fantasy. And to to get into that versus well, the first part is to interfere with the quality of podcast that I'm able to create. So in other words, if, if all I'm thinking about and fantasizing about is that I'm going to have the top podcast for August of 22, which is absolute BS. If that's what I think, then I'm not going to create anything because that's a fantasy. But if what I imagine is a phenomenal podcast that makes a difference in people's lives that begin people in the journey of transforming their lives such that they become humans that make a difference in this planet and not humans that pass on toxicity see if that's what it is that i'm imagining and if that's what it is i'm trying to create it's a lot better than some fantasy and i'm going to be more apt to create that if that comes out of my imagination so what you imagine really imagine can come true what you fantasize will never come true but they're housed in the same part of your mind and so to me that resonated and and i was done with that because it's a precious part your mind's precious and that is probably one of the most precious parts of your mind in terms of you know how your life turns out and I said to myself, I can't use it like that. And then I started to realize how much time that you spend, how much resource, how much resources, how much bandwidth you use in, in, in that particular endeavor. And it was just like, it doesn't fit for me. And that was it. So at the same time, you know, I was looking for a niche as a coach. And I was like, Okay, so what is my specialty? And my specialty is, is, is transitions. What is a transition? Transition is a time in a person's life where it's an absolute freaking mess. And we just embrace what it is. 
decide what it is we want, look at what the gap is in between it, come out with a strategy that reduces the gap systematically and go on about the business of manifesting it on a day-to-day basis and adjust until we get the ultimate goal that we set ourselves for. So since I'm about transition and when people quit porn, their life's a mess. Any addiction after the addiction is a mess. It just really fit right in. So I said, I want to be a porn coach. That's what I'm going to do. That's going to be my specialty. And I thought it was going to be something simple. I thought it was going to be, oh man, I just learned this stuff real fast. There ain't nothing to it. You know, ah, people doing porn, man, and not doing porn. I, I guess that's just like people biting their nails and not biting their nails, right? That's what I thought. But as I began to open the can, I, I began to find out, no, it's not like that. And me not being a quitting person, I'm in. So about two years later, here we are. Actually, three years later, here we are. And so it took, took, took a long time to learn all that stuff. A lot of books, different courses, sat in a lot of different groups, heard a lot of different people's stories, had a couple clients one-on-one, got a few clients off, saw some of the gaps, and uh, also, I've, I've run a couple courses uh, for a couple international groups to get people off the porn. So some of the stories that have come out of that and some of the strategies that I've learned through that uh, is why it is that we do what we do. And, you know, one of the things that is interesting in this particular work, especially with porn recovery and um I'm going to try to keep my work really like with people from, from that first 90 days, that first six months in their journey and not really get into the depthness of porn recovery because it really is a, a, a big deal in, in, in the recovery process. And I said it earlier, I said that porn recovery and my paradigm, what I have copyrighted, the Joseph F. Price three-phase addiction cycle is addiction recovery cycle is um, you know you learn how to manage yourself you learn self-mastery and then you've got to heal you've got to heal originally wounds and then you have to heal uh, the wounds externally the people that you've hurt along the way and then the third phase is that you've got to get yourself aligned with your true purpose and be about the business of progressively, aggressively pursuing passionately a purpose for fulfilling life. Day by day, moment to moment. That's what recovery is about. And when you do that, you win. And it's about doing that day by day by day. It's, it's not an event. And I think that that's where people often get confused because doing the addiction is an event you know whatever the addiction is you know watching porn masturbating ejaculating that's an event or three events i guess 
And so they want to take that event mentality and bring it into this. This is a journey, seriously. If you don't get nothing out of today, it's a journey. It's a lifestyle. Recovery is a journey and a lifestyle. It's not something that you do every day. You didn't get to having a fucked up life uh, by something that you do, that you did one time. Yeah, it is about something you did one time, but it's something that you did one time and you repeated it over and over again. So you're not going to fix it by doing just one thing. And, 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 and it's, it, it, there's no other way to put it. You cannot just do one thing. You have got, see, the thing is, is there's momentum. There's momentum with your addiction. So when your recovery has more momentum than your addiction, then your recovery will become supreme momentarily at that moment. When your recovery constantly has more momentum than your addiction, your recovery will be supreme and what's going on right now for most people that are in their addiction is that their addiction has more momentum on them than their recovery so what do i mean like that by that is that you know there's more going on with your addiction than your recovery you're not doing anything with your recovery recovery is just like i told you you know, I thought quitting porn was as easy as biting nails and teaching people how to quit porn is as easy as biting nails. It isn't. It wasn't as easy for me to learn how to teach people how to quit porn. It is not that easy for you not to do porn. You know, it is a journey. You didn't get there in one day and you're not going to fix it in one day. And what people want to do is they want to be, they want to eat the whole apple in one bite. And Last I checked, human beings do not eat apples in one bite, they eat them in bites. And that's how you fix stuff. So I think I did a half decent job. That was the best that I could do to tell that story that um, is very dear to me. Um, I guess, you know, the ending is this. Um, after I started to embrace that I didn't want to do porn anymore. It took about six weeks. So a lot of times I, I, I wonder about people who think that they can quit porn with no tools like that. I had all the tools. I had all the porn recovery tools that I could want. I have all the behavior tools. And I have half of the behavior tools here because I've read 1,500 books on human behavior in my lifetime. So with all that, it, it took me six weeks. Why do you think you're going to be able to do that? And, and you haven't even read book number one on self-improvement, you know? I mean, you don't even go to the library. I mean, you, you can't fix stuff like that. You got to fix stuff. If I can, and I don't need any help, pick up books to get better. 
why is it that you can't pick up books to get better and you're not better so that's what this podcast is about unfortunately some people aren't going to pick up the books so we're going to bring some of the information that's in the books maybe we'll bring enough information to you that you will get motivated enough to go to the books because one person can't give you all the information they can only give you some we'll try to do the best that we can I appreciate you taking the time to listen to my story and uh, I hope that somewhere what it was that I told you today something resonated with you that you know that you're not alone and I can tell you if you do what others have done that have quit that don't have this behavior in their life you won't have this behavior in your life but the only way you're going to get that is you got to talk to people who don't have this behavior in their life and most of us unfortunately are talking to people who do you're talking to people who are one step from a relapse and they're trying to tell you how to master your life and that's not working that's why we have coaches out here now here's another thing I want you to know and I really want you to know this and this is really important again if I don't tell you anything else this one and I think this probably speaks to any addiction as well but I know it definitely speaks to uh, porn addiction and sex addiction and that is and that's why I like to like I told you a few minutes ago I like to focus my work specifically on that first 90 days or that first six months because I want you to know first of all uh, it's a year's journey all right so it's probably like four or five years of of, of journey the first 90 days is going to be the hard work you know the the work that we do um in the first six months yeah maybe that's going to be the hard but it's a journey again it's a lifestyle to what degree how much work you have to do that that everybody's journey is different but you're gonna have to work on it a little bit harder for the first five years it's, it's not a few free ticket in the first 90 days you're gonna have to work your butt off but i mean the work is is it, it, it it's you doing things you know like reading books like reflecting you know like discovering you know like learning like doing things differently like what's missing asking yourself different questions it's not like oh let me not do oh let, let me take a cold shot oh oh i'm gonna i'm gonna relapse oh, oh, it's not that okay that that stuff that people are doing out there and i know that that's that's people's addiction recovery program is resist 
you know, event, prevent the next time. Maybe I was a little dramatic about it, but yeah, it's pretty much like that. The stuff that I read is pretty much like that. It's like, ooh, ooh little relapse, ooh, like the almighty relapse is all, you know, and then, then, then the relapse becomes some kind of almighty thing. Before long, the very recovery program that you're building is the very program that's you, you're building a program that's going to cause you to drown. You know, it's, all, it's like building a boat and at the same time, deliberately putting a hole in it because you don't know what the hell you're doing. And most people's recovery program is like that because the thing is, just like I said, it's not like biting your nails. So therefore, you may be doing stuff that's hanging you without you knowing it. You know, and, 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 and <laughs> people are sitting there saying, Joe, what the hell are you talking about? Okay, here's an example of something that people do. All right, so a person that's an addict, he has a spouse, right? And he wants to not be an addict anymore. And then, so he thinks he's smart. And his spouse kind of is his best friend that he's been lying to for all these years. Right? So he wants to make that person his accountability partner. Because that makes sense, right? That's the dumbest fucking idea you could ever come up with. Because every time he ta tells his girlfriend or his spouse all this junk that's going in his mind, every time he does that, he's traumatizing her over and over and over again. And then not only is he telling her, but then he's doing something because he hasn't been taught any better. Like he's not using the 3000 foot rule. So he's, you know, when the girlfriend asked him what happens, instead of him saying, well, I cheated with this girl, he says, I cheated with this girl and we did this, and we did that, we went to this place, we ate that, we had this sauce on it, and then we had this sprinkled on it. You understand what I'm saying? He goes into detail. You don't need to go into detail. See, 3,000 foot rule versus up close. And then secondly, you don't want your spouse to be your accountability partner because you're traumatizing every time you tell her that something's going on. You're having a problem getting healthy and that's part of your journey and she's getting traumatized and you're actually growing and she's getting traumatized and you're actually getting better and she's getting traumatized. And since you're trauma, since she's getting traumatized, she's gonna bring stress to you. And you haven't learned how to deal with stress or boredom. And you know what you do. You have a go-to, you have a coping strategy for stress and boredom. It's called porn. It's called porn. It's really your coping strategy for everything. But the main thing that we're always going to, the harder things that you have to deal with is really stress and boredom. Now, back to what I was saying about the journey. Getting off the porn, man, like this is what is so frustrating to talk to, to somebody. 
who's not really actively working a recovery program is that you doing porn and you not doing porn like that's that's nothing the easiest part of what we're doing that you need to do is getting off the porn that's the easy part you think that's the hard part that's the easy part of the whole game that's the easiest part of the whole thing and i know you think i'm crazy again but it, it really is because after you get off the porn what happens is that your eyes start to open and you start to see all the shit you've been blind to for the last 15 or 20 years, right? And that's all the stuff that you gotta fix. And then not only that, then it's the journey of healing that you gotta go on. Then not only that, it's all the stuff that you've avoided for all that time that you gotta work on. And not only that, it's all the stuff inside of yourself that you gotta work on. And not only that, it's all those dreams that really are going to come back to true life because of the fact that you're not occupying your mind with a bunch of fantasy. Now they really can be imagination. And now they can be something that really gets closer to truth and reality. So that's that. I hope you'll join, join me. Um, I'd like to think that in life, when I talk about that third level, creating a passionate, fulfilling life, I'd like to think that part of that is creating a legacy. Part of that is creating something on this planet that's going to outlast you. And I'd like to think that if, I, if we're blessed, if I'm blessed, that this podcast will be part of my legacy, that these recordings will never go away, that these recordings will continue to help men become their best version of themselves. So thank you and welcome. And please join us. We're going to be better every single day. Come on and join us. Come on. Come on down. The price is right. This is Joey P. Joseph F. Price in the house. Life coach Joey P. Remember, make today and every day your living masterpiece. Why? Because you deserve it. How come? You're enough. Matter of fact, you're more than enough. Peace and love, brothers. Peace and love, sisters. Talk to you soon. There we go. Stay where we came in.